You're listening to a CFCC audio podcast. For news and service times, visit www.cfccnet.org. We're ready to do church now. Let's give it up for the worship team. So thankful for you guys. They get here every Sunday morning early and practice, and I think they have more fun during that time sometimes than even during service. So thank you guys so much. As you make your way in, let me welcome you to Cypher Christian Church. Thank you for being here. If you're our guest, we want to extend a special welcome to you. There's a connection card in the back of the pew. If you'll take a few moments and fill that out, you can drop it in the offering basket as it goes by, or there's a welcome desk in the foyer with a welcome team that would love to welcome you, tell you more about our church, and they also have a gift for you. Our sign out front says, welcome home. And we sincerely mean that from the bottom of our hearts. And as a church family, we have a really great opportunity to welcome people into our church home today, we have our annual Fall Fest, and we are expecting a lot of guests to come through our campus today. This is a wonderful opportunity for all of us, as we would in our home, to welcome people in. If you see somebody that you don't know, as you would in your home, you would introduce yourself. You would introduce them to your friends. You would show them around. And we're asking that you help us welcome in these guests today. You know, walking onto a campus and not knowing anybody can be a little bit uncomfortable, a little intimidating. So if you will be cognizant, be aware of that, there's people on our campus that we don't know and welcome them. It's going to be a great day. We've got great weather for the afternoon. So we're really looking forward to spending some time. So come bring your family, bring your friends and be ready to welcome a lot of new people to our campus. If you'll stand and greet each other. A few things to point out in your bulletin this morning. Fall Fest, we talked about. The next thing I want to emphasize is we are still in October, even though it's coming to an end. October is Pastor Appreciation Month. If you haven't had the opportunity to write out a thank you card for our pastors, please do so. The cards are in the back of the pew. And um, words of encouragement... Saying thank you goes a really long way. So if you would take a few moments and do that, that would be awesome. I tell you what, uh, it's only been a few minutes and I already feel God's presence in this room, don't you? Amen? Yes. God's here to uh, meet our hearts. He sees our hearts. He knows our needs. He knows our circumstances. All we have to do is put our faith in him, our trust in him, and reach out to him. And he will minister to us today in this place here at Sci-Fair Christian Church. And we're glad all of you are here. My name is Rick. I'm one of the elders here. Honored to serve amongst all of you as we proclaim the gospel of Christ to our neighborhoods and cities and around the world. Um, this morning, uh, I was thinking about the offering devotion. And um, I'll tell you a quick little story. A colleague of mine, several years ago, said, Rick, um, I've been talking to my pastor about giving. And I'm just kind of unsure about a couple of things concerning this matter. And um, he asked me just to talk with him a little bit about it. And, and then, then he asked me, do you have any scriptures? Could you email, email me some scriptures about giving? And something dawned on me. You know, I, everyone has their favorite thing to study, their favorite Bible verse. You know, I, I like studying the, you know, the missionary journeys of Paul. I like studying the historical content of a certain gospel, what have you. We all have certain things we like to study. But it dawned on me at that time, you know what? I, I had never done my own personal devotion on giving before. Not one time. So I thought to myself, what if, what if all of us at some point, you know, soon or, or next month or so, what have you, took a little time and prayed and asked God, God, I want to do a personal devotion on giving for myself and how God would speak to us in that matter. And I came across this little book not too long ago and um, it kind of gives a summary of what happens when you give. And it says, when you give, you find purpose. When you give, God is pleased. When you give, God provides. When you give, God gives you a different perspective on things, your circumstances. And when, when you give, you partner with what the kingdom of God is doing for lost souls in our world. And so I, I, would, I would challenge you, if you would, I would challenge you at some point to, if you haven't already, take a little time and just ask the Lord to show you, do, do a little personal devotion on giving. 
and let God move in your life. Would you pray with me as we do our offering? Father, thank you, Lord, for this um, great opportunity to worship you in this way. We thank you, God, for the many things you've done for us. We pray for those in need today, Lord. We pray, for God, that you would recognize that we are here to exalt you and to lean on you without our own understanding. We ask these things, that you'd bless this offering and the work it does. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. Good to see each of you today. So excited about this mini-series that we entered into last week. Um, Who cares? Uh, From dead religion religion, um, to a living hope, um, we are engaging. um, We're looking at uh, some subjects that are very, very relevant um, to each of our lives. Um, who cares about worship? Uh, who cares about leadership influence? Who cares about justice? Who cares about marriage? Who cares about judgment? Who cares about um, Christ coming? Um, Malachi um, engages the people, kind of like the Old Testament book of James. Uh, he does not mess around. Uh, the message is critical. And so today we're going to look at a group of people um, that we looked at some last week. Um, they were people of influence. They were leaders among the people of Israel. We're going to look at the priest um, for a few moments today. Um, the priest had many duties. Um, they were indeed leaders. Uh, they were teachers. They were to be examples to the people of God. Um, they were shepherds. They were to shepherd. They were to care for um, the people of Israel. And we'll see what kind of job they did um, as we open God's word. If you want to open it now, chapter two, the book of Malachi is what we will be looking at, what we will be um, focusing on um, this morning. This summer, uh, I had the privilege um, to go with our students on a backpacking trip, uh, several of our students on a backpacking trip um, in Colorado. Uh, they twisted my arm uh, to go backpacking. I mean, it's just so rough, so rough up there in Colorado in August. Uh, you know, it's a, we had a great time. Um, part of that trip is students and student leaders gathering around a campfire and just talking about life, talking about our life experiences, talking about our spiritual journey, talking about our struggles. Um, I was told about this part of the trip. It happens every time we gather around the fire and quite honestly is a little hard to believe Um, that students would open up to the degree that I was told uh, occurred on these trips. And um, I found to be true exactly what had been described to me. It's quite amazing, amazing experience for me. And and, um, adults, me, as well as students, we all opened up and shared some of our stories There was one student, I remember the student stories, but there was one student uh, whose story really, I believe, applies to today's message. It's Yakira. Yakira, if you would, if you would come up here. Welcome, Yakira, as she comes. Uh, I asked Yakira this week if she'd share her story, and... um, Guys, these stories aren't fluff. Um, they're real. Um, they're stories that, that you um, might have a hard time sitting up here with me and sharing because it's really gut-level gut stories. And so um, there were two teachers, one school teacher and another teacher of the good news who had an impact in your life. And, um, but what I'd like you to do first, Yakira, is... Tell me about that time in your life between fifth grade and eighth grade. 
tell me a little bit about what you were going through. Uh, tell me a little bit about, those are relatively the, the junior high years. Tell me about that time in your life. Um, well, that was a really hard time in my life. Um, I, I was bullied throughout those, those years. Um, I ended up having severe depression. Um, I did self-harm. I just didn't feel like I had worth in this world, primarily because of the bullying and just I felt like I was alone. Beat down. Yeah, beat down. I just, I felt like I couldn't talk to anyone because everyone that I trusted just ended up making fun of me and just pointing out every single If I remember, that even happened with some friends. Yes, yes. I mean, so you did feel all alone. Mm -hmm. Um, I really, I felt like if I told my family, they would look at me differently. They wouldn't see my innocence and would just, I didn't want to be pitied. That's the main thing that I didn't want to happen. Um, During school, it was just hard. I always tried to find a little corner and just hide because I didn't want anyone to see me. Yeah, so one of the corners you hid in, um, I remember distinctly in your story. So um, tell us one of the places that you would hide. My seventh grade English teacher's room I would always go there every lunch because I started skipping lunch and just going to his room because I didn't want to face anyone. Um, Like, he caught on to the fact that I wouldn't eat during lunch, so he would go to McDonald's and just, like, bring me fries or, like, apple pies or something. And he would do it very... Health food. Oh, yeah, very healthy. Yeah. All the time. Always. Just fries, you know? Right, right. But, um... He would do it indirectly. He was like, here, I got you something. I, mean, I can't say no. That'd be rude, right? But um, I didn't really pay attention to it back then. But now that I look back on it, like he was always looking out for me. He always brought me snacks. He was always asking if I was okay. And it even went to the extent that he got me a therapist on school. He got you what? A therapist. Like sure. during lunch. Someone to counsel. Yeah. But um, he... Even as I was getting like a little better, he would always ask if I was okay. You know, in a big crowd, he would always like stand next to me, make sure I was okay. There was even one time where I had a really like bad day because someone, some kid stole my backpack and I was like sad. But um, he got the whole class to write me notes on what they love about me. And I still have those notes to this day. Oh, wow. And it was just a very powerful day for me. There was something that made this teacher uh, even more special. And uh, there was another part of his life that you see today. And what is that? Um, He was a very strong believer. Um, I didn't know back then, but I talked to him about three years ago because he was asking how I was and, you know, how much I've grown. And he was like, well, I knew from the start that God had a plan for you. And I, he put it in my heart to look out for you and just take care of you. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So God brought another person into your life. And he wasn't a formal school teacher, but he is definitely a teacher of the good news of Jesus Christ. Tell me about him. Well, that's my dad. Hi, dad. Um, He came into my life around the time where I was going, like I was at my worst. I was like the bottom. Um, Immediately, he told me like two years ago that he saw like that something was kind of off with me. Not in the wrong way, but you know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But um, he, he, like from day one, he was always showing me the love of God through him and the love of a father that I didn't grow up with. And um, at first I neglected it because I was like, stop telling me this. Like, this is, don't tell me anything about God. I mean, Wayne's real shy. Wayne's not shy. (laughs) (laughs) No, he'll stand up here and preach if you want him to. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But um, every day he would always, you know, like even the small things, just compliment me and be like, oh, you look great today. You know, you look beautiful. You're like everything. It was just love, like constant love. And at first I was like, oh, you're just trying to be a good boyfriend. 
like, you know, like to my mom. One to impress Nancy. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. I was like, whatever, that's superficial. But as time went on, um, I could tell that he was genuine about it, and he would always try to tell me about God and how, like, he has a plan for me and how I'm special in his kingdom. And one day, like, that I have so many talents that he's going to use them one day. Um, I didn't believe him. I was like, whatever. But... Um, to this day, he's still a very big teacher in my life, with my faith. Um, and I have grown a lot because of, of him and my family. And it's just a blessing to have such a great father. I love you, Dad. Right? But it's, it was, it didn't happen in one day. That's right. You know, this, it's still happening. My journey is still going on and I can't believe someone would like go through all these years just to make sure that I'm okay and then I'm the woman I am today. Well, I tell you, we love um, worshiping with you and watching you lead us in worship. As you're up on stage, you really shine. Um, you know, one thing we'll talk about today is, is God's word and the importance of God's word. And I know just eating lunch with Wayne, hanging out with Wayne, your, your school teacher probably couldn't share that directly at lunch. But I know that, that Wayne doesn't just say fluffy things. He shares God's word. He wants you to build your life on God's word. And, and I can see um, where that is. Um, making a huge impact and, and your life is rooted in the gospel. And so uh, we just thank you. We thank you for sharing today. Thank you. So in Malachi 2, um, we see some teachers. Um, the teachers are named priests. And um, just so you connect um, with my picture of these priests, um, they are leaders. Um, God has placed them in a high position um, for his people, and God expects something um, from them. You know, I've said many times, leadership equals influence. Leadership equals influence. You know, um, Wayne and, and Yukira's teacher, seventh grade English teacher, they had great influence on her life. Um, all of us have people of influence in our life. And we might not want to hear this, but all of us are influencing someone. Someone is watching us. Family members watch us and coworkers watch us and neighbors watch us. So we, we don't see ourselves as priests, no doubt. I'm sure of that. But as, as I share this message, don't just think of priest, Old Testament, these untouchable people. Um, we'll see they were very touchable. Influence can be negative or it can be positive, Right? And um, unfortunately, these priests, their lives were a negative influence in the lives of God's people. Malachi um, writes these words. And now, O priest, this command is for you. If you will not listen, if you will not take it to heart to give honor to my name, says the Lord of hosts, then I will send the curse upon you and I will curse your blessings. Indeed, I've already cursed them because you do not lay it to heart. Now, just to be clear, um, be careful because I like to break this image in people's mind of a God up in heaven who every time we step out of line, he's there with a hammer to knock us over the head, right? And so you've heard me teach and try to squash that image. What he is talking about, though, there was a Levitical covenant and these Levites, these priests were under that covenant. 
They had a special blessing attached to them because of this role in which they were in. And God simply saying, uh, I've promised you a blessing, but if you're not going to listen to me and you're going to despise chapter one, my name, you're not going to honor my name, there's going to be consequences, consequences in your life. It says, I have already cursed them because you do not lay it to heart. Behold, I will rebuke your offspring and spread dung on your faces. That never made the VeggieTale series, by the way. <laughs> Anyone see that VeggieTale? I've never seen that VeggieTale. Um, and spread dung on your faces, the dung of your offerings, and you shall be taken away with it. So shall you know that I have sent this command to you that my covenant with Levi may stand, says the Lord of hosts. Says the Lord of hosts. You see, one reason we intentionally teach books of the Bible and try to go through chapter by chapter is because you would never hear us preaching on, not making a joke, dung in the priest's face if we were not having to preach through the book of the Bible. Y'all with me? And so last week, Kevin shared a very challenging message about us giving um, God our leftovers about us dishonoring God by giving him our second, third, fourth, fifth best. He taught that, did he not? Heard he did a fantastic job. And so why is this important to God? Why? Because God wants something for us. God wants something for us. He doesn't want something from us. God didn't need their offerings. Later in the book, God didn't need their money. Right? God wants life for them. He wants a meaningful life for them. He doesn't want them settling. He doesn't want them closing their ears. It's not good for us when we close our ears, turn a deaf ear to God. It's not good for us when we dishonor God's name, not because he's about to knock us over our head, but because living our lives in honor of God, living our lives in relationship with God always is the best life. It's the best possible life. And, and so very simple principle, bad leaders upset God and harm people. Bad leaders, we're talking about followers of God leaders. Bad leaders, they upset God. This is no, you know, we had the old mama bear expression, right? I mess with uh, you mother's kids and I'm probably gonna get it, right? Right, be honest, don't mess with my kids, right? We see these priests are messing with God's people. God has put them in a position of influence, in a position of authority. They can be blessings, they can be teachers, they can be shepherds, they can be caregivers, and they're doing none of the above. Bad teachers upset God and harm God's people. Maybe you're a teacher in our church. Teaching's a very important role. It doesn't matter what grade you teach or what age you teach. It's an important role. We recently nominated elders. Being an elder, serving in this church as an elder, the Bible's very clear. You are judged at a higher standard if you serve as an elder of God's people. You're accountable. You're accountable. We are blessed with over 50 deacons in our church. Servant, 
leaders. What a blessing. But I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, by the way, parents, you are leaders. You're leaders. You're leaders. First, these priests says if, two ifs. If is a good word. And so I hope you're comfortable now with God getting upset, with God raising his voice, with God really saying some radical things because he's doing it because he loves his people. He loves you. The whole book of Malachi flows from the first verses and they tell how much God loves you and loves me. Two ifs, anytime there is an if in this passage, there's an opportunity for change. God wants the priest to change and they are not. They're not showing any sign that they're going to change. So the first thing he says is, if you will not listen, if you will not listen, that, that assumes that God is a God who speaks. There's three way that, ways God speaks to me. And the first is very simple. It's God's word. God's word. You say, Dale, God's word doesn't speak to me. It can. If you're a follower of Jesus, you can receive truth from God's word. If you don't understand the version of the Bible you read, then get another version. There's more Bibles out there than ever before. There's dynamic translations that are very creative and, and words that we use every day, and there's very literal translations that are a little more stiff. Find a translation of the Bible that makes sense when you read it. Because if you're a follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit lives in you. And Jesus said, not Dale, Jesus said, the spirit of truth, he will guide you. He will guide you into all truth. But you see, the priest's problem was not that they didn't have truth. It was, it was that they weren't listening to the truth that they were supposed to be teaching. They had truth but they would not listen. Tonight we're having a fall festival, right? We, we've already had, we've never done it exactly like we've done it this year. We had an apartment complex that has allowed us to go on campus. Uh, Travis and Cody were on their campus this week and the apartment manager wants us there and wants their people to come here. So I think we've had 130 plus um, replies, free tickets for them to come to our fall festival. Please come. Say, Dale, I don't have kids. I've not been to a fall festival in 15 years. I don't care if you have kids or not. Come. You know, everyone, we say this is a welcoming place. I think Donna said it earlier. Come, be a welcomer. Have a smile on your face. Meet someone you've never met before. Make them feel at home on this campus. I took a detour, but here's why. This is good food. Jesus said, man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the Father's mouth. This is it. Jesus lived by God's word and Jesus spoke God's word. Junk food is not gonna cut it in our spiritual life. It's not gonna cut it. If you don't take the time to grow in God's word, and by the way, when I'm trying to be healthy, you're not, you don't become healthy in one day, right? I mean, I've tried it before, it doesn't work, right? I was gonna, and if you do juice fast, I'm not, I'm not criticizing you. I'm just saying it didn't work for me. You know, I bought a juicer. I was all in. I bought these beets and carrots and all this other stuff. And I'm telling you what I was drinking. You're right, Damon. It tasted like dirt. <laughs> you know, I didn't eat beets when they're pickled. I'm definitely shouldn't have been drinking them, right? But, um, 
So healthy food, junk food. Most kids will consume between 3,000 and 4,000 calories surrounding Halloween. 3,000 to 4,000 calories surrounding Halloween. Adults, if, if trick-or-treaters are coming to your door, you're doing trunk-or-treat tonight, and you're manning the candy bowl, you're going to eat over 1,000 calories just in a couple hours. And this is, look it up. It's out there. I love candy corn. My granddaughter loves candy corn. By the way, 19 pieces of candy corn is 120 calories. I need a whole bag, right? Junk food. This is not junk food. This is the best food. If you are not feeding on God's word as a follower of Jesus, it'd be like a kid eating junk food for every meal. They will not grow the way they're supposed to. Let's grow. Not only did they um, not listen to God's word and God speaks through his word, God the Holy Spirit speaks to us. I've already alluded to that. God, the Holy Spirit, speaks, gets our attention, convicts, spurs on. We know we need to step out there. The enemy's not leading us to step out there and share the good news. The Holy Spirit is. By the way, the Holy Spirit will not lead you to ever lead you to do something in conflict with the Word of God. So the two should align. But I will tell you, not just the word, not just the Holy Spirit, but throughout my life, God has spoken to me through wise friends. Wise friends. Friends who love me enough to tell me the truth, not just tell me the fluff. Do you have any friends who will tell you the truth, even if it's painful? I've had many over the course of my life. I'm a blessed man. The Bible says faithful are the woundings of a friend. Faithful are the woundings. Do you hear it? This is the sword, right? Faithful are the woundings of a friend. So if we look at that second if statement, First, if is about listening, and, and this is how God speaks. If you will not take it to heart to give honor to my name, this is pretty simple. In our culture, a name identifies someone. It's just a name. I, I think my name means a meadow of hay or something like that. I'm not a meadow of hay, right? Do you know Dale? You're not saying, do you know that meadow of hay? It's me, Dale, right? My first name's Roger. I didn't like that identifying marker. I go by Dale. Do not call me Roger Dale. Hey, Roger Dale, how are you doing? You see, God's name is not about just an identifier. It's about his character. It's about his stature. It's about his power. It's about who he is. So when they are not honoring his name, they're not honoring him. That's what Malachi is saying. God is saying, you are dishonoring me. No, no offense, you're throwing dung in my face. You're spitting in my face when you live like this. When you, when you disregard the fact that you're priest and that you have this privilege of leadership and you just turn away from it. You turn away from it in disdain. You hate it. God says you dishonor my name. Pretty tough words, are they not? So let's get to the dung. So because you don't listen and because you dishonor my name, God says, I'm going to put dung in your face. 
Now, guys, I don't know any more um, intense picture, picture of God not approving their way of life, but it has roots. So the sacrifices, um, forgive me, but would be gutted near the altar, okay? And everything, intestines, everything, dung would come out of the animal. And all of these things were unclean and they would be carried outside the town right? And they were to be burned. And so one of your translations might say, oh, foul. And that's what it's talking about, the entrails, intestines. But many translations just speak about dung. And God is saying, I'm going to count you as unclean. You're supposed to be a leader. You're supposed to be an example. You're none of those things. And you're going to be carried out with the dung. Why? Some of you are not going to carry this message with you. And I'm sad if you don't. Why? Because I love you, God says, I love my people. I love my children. I'm calling a people to myself, a nation that will reach the nations. And you are hurting them. You're abusing. That's the best word. I started to say it and didn't. Them. And I will not stand for it. In regard to not listening, the prophet Hosea says, God speaking, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you, priest, have rejected knowledge. I reject you from being a priest to me. And since you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. The whole deal with children is the Levitical priesthood passed on to their children. And he's saying, I'm putting an end to your family being a part of this priesthood. Ezekiel 34, one through four talks about their abuse. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel, prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God, Shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat. You clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened. The sick you have not healed. The injured you have not bound up. The strayed you have not brought back. The lost you have not sought. And with force and harshness, you have ruled them. God says, I will not put up with it. I'm tired of you harming my people. I'm upset with you for a reason. That's bad teachers. Good teachers, whole different story. They uplift God. They lift his name high and they help people. Yakira's seventh grade teacher helped her. Many of you could just name a person in your life who has helped you, a person in this body who has helped you. I can name teachers in my life who helped me. Coach Clover in junior high, Mr. Broussard in high school, Mr. Gleason in elementary school. I can just spit their names out. I actually could name five of my six elementary teachers. My, my, my daughter accused me of lying. You can't do that. Yeah, I could. Don't think 
You're not a person of influence in someone else's life. You are. God wants you to be. You're to be light and salt. Light and salt for those around you. Look at the description of the good priest. My covenant with him was one of life and peace. This is Levi. And I gave them to him. It was a covenant of fear and he feared me. He didn't dishonor my name. He stood in awe. He stood in awe of my name. True instruction was in his mouth and no wrong was found on his lips. He walked with me, that's relationship. He walked with me in peace and uprightness and he turned many from iniquity. For the lips of a priest should guard knowledge and people should seek instruction for his, from his mouth for he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. Kevin told you last week, the word Malachi, the name Malachi means messenger. It's kind of cool. Malachi says that priests are what I am. A Levi was like me. God spoke and he delivered. Some descriptions, he spoke with clarity. The truth was on his lips. He didn't mince words. I like people when they just say it. They get it out there, right? He walked with God in relationship with God. He walked with God consistently. That picture is there of just a walk, a relationship. Are you walking with God consistently? Don't be guilted. God wants something for you, not something from you. Don't check off the boxes every day. I've read the word, I've prayed, I've this, I've that, I'm this. You don't earn God's favor. He favors you already. But he wants something for you. Often he wants something more for us than what we're experiencing right now. Don't forget about his word. Don't forget about the spirit speaking. Don't forget about wise friends who will do life with us. He spoke with courage. He turned many people, the Bible says. He turned many people from iniquity, I believe is what it says. He was willing to speak, to take a risk. He was concerned more about what God thought than what people thought. And I'm gonna tell you, that's hard, guys. It's hard to stand, stand by yourself and to desire nothing more, nothing more than the approval of our Father. Malachi goes back and he lays into the priest again and, and I think I'll stop there. I think we have the picture of the bad teachers and a brief description of the good teachers. Now, just hold on to your hat if you know what that means. Because you're a priest if you're a follower of Jesus. The Bible says that. I believe Kevin shared the same verse last week. 1 Peter 2, verse 9. Now think of Israel and how special they were to God. Peter writes these words and he's talking about the people of God and he says, but you are a chosen race, a royal, what? Priesthood. A holy nation. A people for his own possession. That means 
special treasure. You're God's special treasure. That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. What a beautiful description of us who claim Jesus. You say, Dale, that's a little overwhelming to me. I'm not sure I'm up to the task. You are up to the task. God's given you his truth. He's given you his spirit. He, you have friends in your life. Open your eyes to them, followers of Jesus that God has placed there. And more than anything else, you have the example of Jesus, our great high priest. Hebrews chapter four, verse 14. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. Let's not waver. Let's not throw in the towel. Let's not mince words. Kevin earlier, let's rise. Let's proclaim the greatness of our God. Some of us will do it quietly, introverts. Some of us will do it a little more aggressively, quiet but extroverts like me, very quiet, <laughs> right? And some will shout loudly. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. Jesus is there for us. You say, Dale, you don't know where I'm at right now, where I am in my life right now. God does. He meets you in your struggle. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Are you going through a time of need? God says, let me give you grace. Grace. Let me give you something that you've not earned, that you don't deserve grace. You are my beloved child. You are my treasured possession. You are mine. Come to me. Come boldly to me. I am here, run to me. Struggling in need of help, run to me. I see behind your mask. Don't, don't act like everything's fine and you have everything figured out. Run to me. Mercy, different than grace. God doesn't give us what we do deserve. I don't want what I deserve. I'm just telling you, you don't want what you deserve because we've all blown it. And God's given us mercy. Our great high priest died a death he didn't deserve so that we might have a life we don't deserve. We're going to celebrate that life as our, um, those serving communion come forward at this time. If you're serving communion, come forward at this time. Our great high priest is an incredible example of what it means to serve, what it means to lay down your life. He did just that. Here at Cypher Christian Church, um, we take communion a little different from what some people have seen. We have one server 
And they will tell you Christ's body broken for you and you will take a piece of bread and then the other server right next to them will say Christ's blood shed for you and you will dip the piece of bread in the cup. We are celebrating the life that we have been freely giving because of Christ's perfect sacrifice. Perfect sacrifice. Prayer partners will be up here. Come boldly to the throne of grace. You can do it where you're seated, but pray with partners. You know, your Kira story is a perfect example. We keep our struggles to ourselves, and there are others going through the exact struggle. That's one reason she was able to share today. Because she said, Dale, I know there are other people going through exactly what I've been through. Don't stuff things away. Pray. Come to others who will pray for you and lift you up. Father, we thank you for the good news of Jesus Christ. Father, as intimidating as it is, we thank you that each and every one of us are a person of influence in this place. Father, we thank you for teaching us tough lessons. Father, we don't want to be a negative influence in the lives of others. We want to be a positive influence. We want to bring honor to your name. Your name is heavy. Your name is weighty. We lift your name. We lift up the name of Jesus. We celebrate the life we have been given by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. We celebrate right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Please um, come, pray with a prayer partner as you're coming for communion. Um, Don't pass up this beautiful, wonderful opportunity. Father, we thank you for this, this time to come together and to be reminded of your holiness and the kind of relationship that you're calling us into, not just going through the motions. Living sacrifices, Father. May that be what we are for you not motivated by obligation or rules but compelled moved by your great love and might we be a people of influence Father might we carry that weight and that burden in our lives make us aware Father of the people around us who are watching, who are listening, who maybe need encouragement, who need a good teacher. They need a good ear to listen. And might we be the people that share the love of Christ with them, Father. We thank you for this day. We thank you for what you give us in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And we worship you with our hearts, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.